You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Roosters on Olin Tangy River Road. The band is back together for Letterman Live. Spring is in the air. Spring football starts tomorrow. The NFL Combine was last week. Uh, conference basketball tournaments, I guess, are going to happen this week. I'm not sure anybody's really that excited to talk about that, but we can get into all of that. It's Letterman Live. It's a wonderful day in Columbus, Ohio. That's Justin Zwick, Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. Got a little peek at the spring weather over the weekend. What did everybody do? Oh, goodness. couple we'll playgrounds. Huh? We were outside. Yeah, playgrounds with my little one. The dog. The dog got a lot of loving from the kids over at the park. Oh, great, yeah. We took Saturday. our dogs on a walk, too. Oh, yeah. They were like, what's happening? <laughs> so warm. I could smell so many things. <laughs> yes. I mean, judging by the participation by my students this morning in class, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they had a, a very fun-filled weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Got got out four, on, little four kegs on Sunday night. A lot yeah. of high Got notes. out on High Street, huh? A lot of patio action, which I told them going in, hey, enjoy it. You know what? We might have two more weeks of trash before we get another good one. And it lines up like on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday like that, where it's really pretty nice. So... Enjoy you give it. extra credit if they bring a receipt in from a patio beer. I honestly <laughs> should. I honestly should. <laughs> I can see that. If this, I'll if, give you some rooster with back. patio. If you can get a time-stamped receipt before noon <laughs> yes. and after closing, Ooh. can't be from the night before, Ooh. it has to be before noon that has an, a beverage on it, then you get one bonus point. Do you validate, Only one? Do you validate my drinking problem? Yeah, exactly. So we had a great time. Well, check that. We had two swim meets. The only... After, I normally I'd always prefer afternoon session, so you're not getting up super early. But sitting inside in a humid hot box, when I'm like, it's so nice out there. Why can't I do that? But thankfully, they're only like an hour, two hours, two and a half hours long. So Saturday, Sunday, basketball tournament Sunday night, championship game for my daughter. Three rules. So exciting. Three rules. Bjo's daughter's on the team too. Mm, nice. Three rules. Try your best. Or actually, check that. Number one. Not number, That's one. not number, number one. one. Have fun. Ooh, that is a good number one. two, listen to your coach. I was thinking the third rule was try your best, but I was informed by Bijo that it was win. Oh, and he goes, win. Okay. win. And so we'd won every game. It was the championship game. They're like, you don't want to ruin it now. And so thankfully, they got a nice little win on Saturday night. They, oh, yeah. And of course, they well, held that game until 6 o'clock. I'm like, why can't we play this at noon? They're like, well, they want it to be the last, the primetime cha- Ooh, like, prime time prime championship. Time. Eight years exactly. old. How old? A, uh, Fifth grade. Fifth grade. You gotta have Fifth that grade, prime right? time slot. Yeah. So it was it was entertaining. It was fun. We had a lot of kids' sports going on. They had lacrosse starting up, all this nonsense, soccer, everything. So but it was fun. Last yesterday started a fire, hung out outside, had a Sunday fun day. Not so fun for the basketball bucks. But you know, no. what are you what are you gonna do? Well, we can talk about it. Eat that, that chicken wing is mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do. Championship weekend. The standard is the standard in the Carpenter oh. house. And I had, we had some roosters yesterday, by the way. Ooh. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Doubling up. I like that. That was so nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Burn, was there actually good weather in Michigan, or did we just have it all in Ohio? No, it was it was fine. Oh, it was okay. like in, in low 60s and pretty nice. Low I, 60s and pretty nice? much cleaned up some dog poop. You know. Oh, I should have done that. Pretty, standard, pretty standard weekend fare. What a lovely... What a yeah. lovely weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's my life. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> if, We're adults. If it's been months and months <laughs> since the weather's been nice, I don't re- recommend going to the zoo the first day. That oh, gosh, no. That's a terrible that? idea. Did that was, you? That was a misfire. We Saturday all know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we knew the that. The zoo was a zoo? We couldn't, yes. Literally. We couldn't resist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we did it anyway. And I love our zoo so much, though. Great people watching. Oh, it certainly was. It was a wild weekend. It's the best, though. But now that's over, and uh, the great weather's disappeared for a minute. Doesn't matter because the Buckeyes probably going to be inside at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center tomorrow morning. Uh, Letterman Row will be there for full coverage of all 15 practices of spring. How great would it have been if you had yesterday's weather, like Tuesday for uh-huh. practice? Get it would just out, feel so good. Get them outside on the, the grass field, get the real uh, vibes going. Like your energy level would just be so incredibly high, and you'd be thinking, I need to get done with this so I can get to a patio. <laughs> and photos would be much better. 100%. That's what all Burn is worried about. That's all I'm worried about. Constantly monitoring the weather. But can't wait for that camp. Before we get into that, Nicole has to celebrate. Chris Olave's 40 time. Mm. Garrett I Wilson. Mean, pretty amazing. Big week for those seven Buckeyes at the NFL Combine, highlighted by your guys, the wide receivers. Absolutely. Chris Olave just not, I mean, setting records pretty much. I mean, the, the best was, what did you say, 4.2? Yeah. And I thought he was 4.26, and I'm going to still go he with was. that. Yeah, what a, what, a, he is. what a difference, though, right? He was. Isn't that kind of crazy? A lot. Just had one group where it seemed to be off by about a tenth of a second. Another guy came like right after. Because uh, Garrett's wasn't – his change wasn't that much, but – Yeah, I think, they got it, I think they got it fixed over yeah. that group that went because Garrett and Chris were not Next running. they were putting some fast uh, – Yeah, it was like a 4.22 that came right after mm-hmm. Olave. So they were off by just a bit. But two guys that run sub 4.4, Ohio State actually had – has done that before. The last, the only other team to do it, right? Paris Campbell and the Jerry McLaurin. So, um, for anybody who seemed to be worried about the strength program and <laughs> developed here, some weird off-season storyline that popped up. Seems like Mickey Murati's still pretty good at it. Wait, did he, were we worried that it wasn't developed here anymore? We got a bunch of questions about oh, whether that, Ohio so. State was falling behind. Bob. Well, I don't know about. I, I guess the real question probably isn't the physical prowess of the players, their speed and strength, but it may have been more in the uh, intangible category, like the toughness element. Like, are we still training them? Are we still training them as tough as we were before? Like, are we into more too much of like the Ivan Drago now? Lots of computers and simulations. Do we need to go back to the barn and Rocky Ford and and run the mountain with the wood and all the stuff? Like, is that, do we need to get back just to the pure toughness element? I think some people just get confused because they see someone like Jordan Davis at Georgia who's six foot five, 340 pounds and just, Uh, he's not real though. He's an anomaly. And that's what people, I think you you see it on TV and you, Oh, well that's, that's what it is now, but that's just not one guy that had that did that. That's an anomaly. And, Georgia's defensive line shouldn't be looked at and said that's the standard because no the standard one, is the standard burn. Right, well, that standard is inconceivable. Well, he's the first guy that's ever done that, and it'll probably be the last for a while. Don't think it'll happen again. I mean, that's that's not a strength program. That's a, that's called a birth plan. A birth it's plan. A freak of nature. Yeah. <laughs> a genetic I mean, like, plan. That's genetic. Yeah. <laughs> and Olave and Wilson had that too. For some reason, though, I just feel like Nicole. Somebody had forgot that these guys were incredible athletes. I don't know why. Like Garrett Wilson sat down on Wednesday, I think it was, maybe Thursday. It's when Spencer and I were there. It's like, oh, I guess people don't think I can run anymore. Like they think I'm gonna run a four five five. Nope. <laughs> Sub four mm. four for both of them. Which is awesome. I I mean they they gave us such a great show, as I like to say, just through all these years. And I think they're doing I mean, I know there are only great things ahead for them. I loved seeing it all over social media, just how great they did. Well the combine is always, you know, they want to tear these guys down. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as they can, find any little nitpicking type thing going through the process. So to that go out like and shut everybody place. up, I mean, <laughs> well, that's, that's just terrible. how it is. You got to handle it, right? I want you to imagine this, Nicole. Like, it's basically like you being in like the Mean Girls deal in high school, except all the teams are, there's like 32, <laughs> 32 of, Mean Girls. And they're just going to be like, 
Yeah, Nicole, you got to go in like, and talk to you, each that, of them. That's terrible. Oh, you think you were good at this? No. You guys, terrible. I think we need to do a show and recreate it. And you would have not me go through it. No, that would not be and good for your psychological health. <laughs> I know you. That would not be good. The craziest part of the whole it. thing was that Nick Petit Frere came in and he was like, Oh my so much gosh. Fun. This is an NFL flag. This is a microphone that says NFL on. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, uh, I went through eight hours of medical examinations yesterday. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> uh, I'm on TV today. Like, there was 32 different doctors that told me I didn't have a torn ACL. <laughs> this is like, and he, I thought that was a little bit uh, refreshing, I guess, because Bear Munford had just been there, and I knew that he didn't have a good time. Well, because his injury. Everyone was asking about his back and his hip and everything else that he'd been through, and and then Nick Petit Frere like so he so Thayer says it's miserable, and we know that it's miserable because every other player that's ever done it has said that it's the worst part of the combine. And then Nick Petit Frere is like, "This is awesome." Are we going to find out that <laughs> Nicholas Petit Frere failed his drug test, and that's why he thought it was why so he awesome? Thought he was just all, oh, he wow. had some of those like happy gummies that you yeah. <laughs> at Target. It's like, yeah, I get to do <laughs> interviews with the media. Like, I get to I talk about that. the loss to Michigan. It's yeah, super this is fun. great. Jay-Z, you're a Browns fan, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Okay, that hit me. Are you going to draft Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? Go. I hope. Pick one. Tell me which one. Wilson is not tell me, I, I mean, tell me which one of those two you would draft as the GM of the Browns. If I was going to pick who I wanted as a Browns fan, I would take J-Mo. Whoa. I, oh, uh, the third. Now we're getting in. The, the third. Which is, I know not what you wanted to hear. No, that's because it was directly not what I wanted to hear. I was asking that specific question. But I only do that because I think those two guys will be gone before the Browns. Oh, game. look at that. Look at that. That's I mean, you're running that fast. Trying to out Garrett Wilson is the top top five dra- or, uh, draft guy in the Good Garrett for Wilson. Them. After, after that time uh, on Thursday yeah. night. I mean, no they way. might not be there. Wilson's not going to be there. No. And Olave is solidly in the top 20. I'd be happy with all three. I'll give you that. I don't think you can do that. I don't yeah. Think that'd be a lot of trading up. Well, any of the three. It could happen. He won't answer. I don't want the kid from USC, which is what I saw on the <laughs> mock draft. I was taking a kid. I didn't know who he was. Drake London. He was the best receiver sure. in college football last year until he got hurt. Until he got hurt. He's a pretty good player. Best anyway. wide receiver in college football? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You get mad at me for saying Jamo and you just call this yeah, guy because the he best was like receiver? By himself. Uh, How does that make him the best? Because Maybe he was most dominating productive. every game with no quarterbacks and no one else around him on a terrible team. Playing terrible team. Hey, their coach got fired. And the coach got fired like the third week of the year. All right. Well, anyway, anyhow, that's not the point. The point is Justin Zwick will not answer a question. <laughs> I, who give me either of those guys? I mean, all right. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks for I think playing. They're, let's, they're both great. let's see if we can drill down on some more specific answers for guys that we want to watch emerge in spring practice, which starts tomorrow morning at eight in the morning. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic six weeks at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Nicole. We're going to do both sides of the football. Let's start on offense with you. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked, guys. Yeah. Um, Mayan Williams. I I think last year, you know, Justin was talking about him a lot, how he was going to be so great. And I... I you don't have to listen to Jay-Z all the time. I, but sometimes I make a little bit of sense. He just, he surprised us and you can see his drive. And I had, um, I had the pleasure of meeting him this past weekend at the job fair at Ohio state and just the nicest, nicest kid, just yep. so sweet. And so that, you know, that makes me more invested. Like I want to see this kid do great Chris, things. Chris Olave has now been replaced. By <laughs> hey, he's out the door. Someone else has to stay. Yeah, that's there. right. Hey, if you're just friendly and nice and you talk and just kind, then yes, you're my favorite player by far. So we'll be seeing Mayan Williams at Roosters. I think the Letterman live very soon. The thing about Mayan last year is that he had an opportunity that I think 
kind of got taken away from him because mm-hmm. Trayvon Henderson was so good that now that things have maybe sort of leveled off and people know what to expect out of Trey, I think you will see Ohio State need to use a little bit more of option A, option B, as opposed to just run, run, run yeah. Trey Henderson. I also think the fact that Master Teague was in the mix and being a senior. Like, he felt like obligated to give him rest. Yeah, I think there's a little obligation there. That yeah, but I mean, the guy started the first game, right? Yeah. And then the next like two or three games kind of went missing. I think it, you it, thought after that first drive of the season opener, Mayan Williams dashing down the sideline, uh-huh. whatever that was, 73 yards. Uh-huh. Like, oh, boy. Well, that's yeah, why he earned this job. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of went away for a little bit. And now Trey is amazing. I love Master as well. I mean, yeah, you got to get those guys run. But I don't know what it was, but they kind of got away from him. And I think with the new offensive line coach coming in, wanting to smash, you know, hey, we don't care if you know we're running, we're coming downhill. Maybe mine is that guy who's a little bit more of a meatball. Is that <laughs> yeah. A little bit more of a meatball. A meatball. Bit more of a meatball. Uh, you know, so fit. that might, you know, help, help out in those instances where we need somebody downhill fast that can, you know, take a hit. Well, Nicole, Mayan, don't call give a hit, I should say. <laughs> that he's not quite the meatball that he once was. No. He's slimmed down a little. He's bit. half the meatball he used half to be. Of meatball. So that's the lunch portion. <laughs> the lunch portion. Uh, Bob, who are you looking for on offense? Oh, goodness. On offense. I'll go if you want some. If you want, you take. take. All right, I'll take it. And this is, this is not me being a homer. I, I know where this is going already. I was focusing on defense first. I thought Jayden Ballard. Jaden Ballard. Yes, sir. <laughs> Massive Tiger. Chris Olave. I say that. Chris o- after this weekend with Chris Olave coming out and saying, "Hey, man, as soon man. as this kid learns how to run routes, you know, the way we do, yeah, he's going to be special." And uh, you know, watching him in high school, I mean, he has the speed. He can go out there. He has the height. He has everything that you're looking for. If he can get the, that route running down, and I know we have tons of receivers. I mean, Harrison's going to be great. Uh, Mecca is going to be amazing. I mean, Fleming, if he can stay healthy, <laughs> there's no, uh, you know, loss of receivers there. But just you know, a Maslin kid who I followed a little bit. I think uh, you know some high he's praise Devin from Smith type speed. I, he's freaky. I, yeah, I, I think freaky. I agree. I talked to Spencer about that after Chris Olave's press conference. Like all they, re- they've really been missing that just pure. Yep. Ball and what happened every time Devin Smith caught a touchdown? Well, Ohio State won. Won the game. And so you get a guy who can stretch that field and go up and make plays for yeah, you. That's really. And then you let everybody else kind of do what they need to do across the field, and you know, but you have that burner that can go down, and you can trust that you're going to throw it up there, and he's going to do something for you. I think that could be big, and so, so I'm looking forward to him. Last year, yeah. Ballard got in a handful of games, and they tried multiple times to get him the ball, and every time the pass was a little off, and it looked like every attempted catch was like a circus try and he was this close on a number of them and I, I think that he's a player that as, as Chris Olave said like once he starts to get a sense of what it takes to be a true wide receiver and not just a freak athlete. And he's not a fast guy who can go out and make he's a just play, a, He's yeah. a jumper. He's one of the best dunkers on the team. I'll tell you that right now. That guy's a freak, Good. freak on the basketball. Playing some pickup games. Translates well. Well, they could use a guy who could get some rebounds and play some yeah, D. I mean, they might be, they might, <laughs> bring him on over. He might be a better dunker than anybody on the men's basketball team right now. Conversations are bleeding over. Bob, who are you watching? Uh, tight end. Um, Joe Royer. Yes, that's my guy. Gosh, it was, I was struggling. 84? Joe the hair Royer. Is that right? Yeah. 84? Yeah. Look, I, listen, I saw a lot of good things of him in practice. And, you know, when you're sitting behind a veteran guy, it's like, all right, we don't, they don't run a ton of 12 personnel. They do some. They did more the year before when they had Farrell as well, yep. you know, with Ruck. But I, I like Royer, man. I like what he can bring to the table. 
you know, he, he's a good athlete. He moves well. He catches the ball. I know Kevin Wilson has a propensity to coach these tight ends really hard and firm. You think? And so it's, it's some of those guys can maybe get in their head a little bit and get down on them. But I ultimately think a full year of this coaching and then him being kind of the dude that will be able to be right there in the spring, another offseason of Marathi, get him a little bigger. I like it because being able to have that threat over the middle, it, something that they don't utilize often, but it's a great thing to have, and I think he's someone that they may use a little more. Royer's a better athlete than Jeremy Ruckert. At he's smooth. He, he, he's a different type of athlete. He's also a dunker. But he's also needs to show he can be consistent, and that's the thing at tight end. That's why it's such a developmental position for the Buckeyes, but it's got to be Paris Johnson, right? If we're talking about who we got to watch. Hello, Paris. It's got to be. Nobody else picked him. It doesn't have to. It has to be Paris Johnson. The entire <laughs> offense. My bad. Depends. I would like to change mine to Paris oh, Johnson. Yeah. The mm-hmm. entire <laughs> offense depends on Paris Johnson's adjustment to be able to play a tackle. And and keep you know CJ Stroud alive and healthy. And did you find it weird how much conversation there was about Josh Fryer? Because I don't. They're Munford, and I've t- I've talked to a number of people, and I know that it's almost certainly going to happen. It has to happen that Paris is at left tackle. But every time they talk about it, they say, "Well, probably." But Fryer is the guy who will take that spot in the inside where Paris is vacating. So. I'm not surprised about Josh Fryer. I've talked about Josh Fryer a number of times. Um, but uh, Paris Johnson is a first-round pick at offensive tackle next year in all likelihood. And so this one season of him at that spot, I think, is just the most interesting thing to watch, especially considering Justin Fry is a new offensive line coach for Ohio State and how those two sort of uh, – their their careers are, I think, at this point sort of uh, entwined. Mm, intertwined. Intertwined. I didn't mm. say intertwined. I said entwined. Oh, entwined? Oh, entwined. I don't think that's a word. That's not a word, though. Sure it is. But I when, love all the vocabulary mean, I learned on this show. I was with you. The made-up vocabulary. We were here. We're very helpful. I, irregardless. <laughs> oh, take that off. Take the ear off. The reason... I, I didn't think there'd be a ton of intrigue on the offensive line because I thought you could make that five going in, the same one you start with tomorrow that will be there at the end of April. But maybe that won't be the case, and I'm more intrigued by it than I was because Donovan Jackson... Uh, Josh Fryer, if you have a, a healthy Harry Miller, I don't know what's going to happen on those two interior spots. Matthew Jones is going to take one of them, and you know, even though they keep saying probably, you have to have Paris Johnson to tackle Dewan Jones out there. I, I still think that Dewan could be big Thanos. I think he could be sharper against the speed rush. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what the offseason plan has looked like for him. Uh, I know that they've tried very hard to get the weight down a little bit it's bigger. Hard. <laughs> just 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 go, keep going. Just go like Let the guy from go. Minnesota all the way yes. to 400 and see what happens. I don't know. I I, I want to see the offensive line and then obviously with Fry there. Uh, Nicole's got a few minutes left, so she's going to give us her defensive pick. Then she's going to get out of here, and then we're going to come back for the second half of the show. So I have two guys for yeah. defense. Um, Zach Harrison, just because, you know, he was to me he was amazing last year. It was fun watching him. Um, some may have thought he didn't live up to the standard, the hype. I I blame that on the people who put the standard that high because I thought he did a great job. Maybe um, they, maybe they put the hype that high, not yeah, the standard. Right? Yeah, the hype, the standard. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, mm. you hear that, Bob? Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you got to say mm. about that, Carpenter? Nicole, Nicole is still <laughs> preach, talking. Nicole. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um. I do believe that. I do believe sometimes that people can get hyped up so much that, you know, it was like C.J. Stroud, you know, well, kind of similar to that. You know, he 
the high, the standard was so high that it was impossible for him yep. to reach that on his first game. So I think Zach Harrison had been talked up so big, and I still think he did a phenomenal job, and he, I think he's he going to do great tackles things. tackles for loss. Yeah, he, and he's going to do a great job next year, too. So I'm excited to see him. And C.J. Hicks, he's a freshman who um, I met at that job fair again. He, you know, just such a sweet kid and just talked to us, just seems like he has a great head on his shoulders. And I, just by his drive of wanting to learn more about our company and the NIL and his drive of wanting to make deals and the way he was talking, I was like, okay, he pro- he does this with football too. I can't wait yep. to see him play. Nicole, CJ's nickname is Captain Buckeye. Okay. Uh, so as you begin working out the NIL, like deals uh-huh. with CJ, figure out a way to put him in a cape. Just I love knowing this stuff. Yes, <laughs> well, put him in Every a cape. class gets a Captain Buckeye. No Berm one else really oversaw. No one else had thing. earned the official. So it's not like one. the Blocko. No, there is no official Captain No one else Buckeye. had even been unofficially dubbed Captain Buckeye over the, over the last 15 years. It happens, Maybe not happens. back to Mike Brewster in 2008. That's probably the last one that really earned that. You don't even earn it. The As a recruit. Captain America that we you have. start over. Tomorrow's his first spring practice. He's well, not Captain Buckeye. Not anymore. Come on. Thanks, Austin. Well, so how is Nicole supposed to put a cape on him if he's not even earned Everyone it on the field? Everyone needs to wear a cape at some point. Oh. Huh. Bob, when was the last time you wore a cape? Goodness. I haven't been a superhero in a while for Halloween, so, I mean. Mm. Everyone I don't think I ever was. I, I was a the, Ninja I, Turtle, but I they don't wore wear one capes. to clean up dog poop this weekend. I mean. <laughs> you're out in the backyard flying around. I was probably had a broom in between your legs now. playing <laughs> some Quidditch. Now we're getting to the weird yeah. stuff. It took a I'm while. Talking. You're. You were holding it in for a while. Hey, are there? Uh, is there an appetizer Tuesday? There is. Oh, there is. I'm glad you asked. Mini corn dogs. There's hey, corn dogs. all right. Those look really good too. Got some nice mustard to dip. Mm-hmm. They go great with the mustard dip. Yeah, I get the ketchup. I know that the carpenter kids love the corn dogs. They Those do go home every week, which is so sweet. Two dollars. <laughs> Two dollars. Two dollars. Appetizer. Make a holla. And Bob's got something new right here. Oh, Ooh, go ahead. And I stumbled us. upon this. The Lenten menu. Yes. For our Roosters Catholic friends during Lent, we've got a fish basket, a fish and shrimp basket, a shrimp basket only, a fifth sandwich, fried shrimp, buffalo cauliflower. (laughs) A fifth sandwich? And a variety of soups. They all look good. I know the fish sandwich has got the uh, Billswick check approval. It's delicious. It is. It's really good. Well, it's a generous portion Mm. of battered fried cod served with your choice of curly fries, potato wedges, or tater tots. It'd be better if it's chips. <laughs> well, I don't mean, worry. Hey, on to, no, nope. don't get it. Oh, the way she on, said it, I know. On I social media, we posted the pictures from last year of the Lenten menu, and someone was like, "Hey, the chips are in there." I was like, "Oh God, I wish I would have." So we had to delete it. I would have went. Justin's like, "It says fish and chips." This is confusing. That's so exciting. And Nicole. Big week for Roosters with the basketball tournaments starting yes. conference tournament Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Buckeyes will be playing late, so Roosters will be the spot for that. Mm. Yes. And then the Do they play Thursday night? Thursday night. Oh, 9 the, o'clock. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, wow. I know they can see about 15 minutes of that one. That's why you uh, need to win yes. a couple <laughs> games down the street. More than one out of your last four <laughs> games. So I know Nicole's putting together some huge plans for March Madness. Yes, come come in here. I mean, it's always our favorite time of the year. It's it's a really neat environment in here. People come in. They've come in here for years to watch the games, and so we're just doing that again this year. Awesome. There's no better place to watch than a fun casual joint. That's what Roosters is. They are a proud sponsor of Letterman Live. Great to have Nicole Cox, as always, back in the mix with us on the show. We're going to take a quick break. She's going to get out of here. We're going to talk a lot more about Ohio State spring camp coming up next on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. 
Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint, but the truth is, it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face and the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge, rolling right along as we saved a lot more defensive discussion for Ohio State Spring Camp uh, for the second half of the show. Uh, Jim Knowles, this is it. Uh, you're getting started. Ryan Day wants you to be the head coach of the defense. This is a 15, 15 opportunities to install, to sort out the personnel, figure out what uh, Ohio State's going to look like, and if they can crawl out of a couple of the worst statistical years in school history. No pressure, right, Bob? Uh, I mean, listen, I think there's been worse than that. I mean, they, they, they struggled a little bit. but the, Two of the worst. Uh, three of the last four years. It's were, statistically uh, um, that The numbers don't lie. Well, here's the, the thing. The fact that 2019 happened in the middle of 2018, 2020, and 2021 is actually the hilarious thing. Yeah, well, hmm. there might be some truth to that as well, um, but you know the often the the prevalence of which offense is played today it's a little bit different than what it was thirty years ago. So there was some bad maybe in like there was some bad defense. So you want to skew it for the juice baller? No, I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> they have some inconsistencies. Things they've got to get fixed and cleaned up. I think they still have good players and there's good talent over there. Um, there's maybe a little bit of a communication issue and just. Uh, alignment and everything whereas i feel this year we'll see how that goes you know you're bringing in jim Knowles, a new system hopefully he'll be able to step up and you know correct a lot of those things get everybody on the same page because this system everyone's like oh you know the before was too simple i'm like well the counter to that was greg shiano which was incredibly complicated I'm like somewhere in the middle is usually what works the best um but jim Knowles, i mean it, let's not act like it's just like a lineup and play situation. I mean, they run a lot of different stuff. They do a lot of different things. And so it's going to be important for those guys to make sure that they utilize each one of these practices and the meetings to kind of absorb all of the base stuff so you can continue to build off of those base concepts during the season. How much will they have done by the middle of April, do you think? I mean, what you guys have been mm. through this before, whether it's offense or defense, yeah. installation. Uh, I bet they'll... They got to have a good idea right now, don't you think, going into spring ball, just... Based off doing their own work or working with some of the guys that came in, you know, the kid from Oklahoma State that came over. Maybe he's Kevin been kind of in the classroom Kevin helping, McAllister. you know, getting getting things going there. But was he I, home alone? Uh, Kevin McAllister. He's been reunited. Okay, perfect. He's been reunited. He found mom and dad. That's good. They found him. By the uh, way, I watched Vision Quest, and I'm pretty sure uh, Loudon Sway. Have you seen Vision Quest? I'm pretty sure his grandpa is the neighbor in Home Alone. Go back and check it out. Al Borland? No, Al Borland was the coworker. He was tool time. Yeah, yeah this is tool. Not the neighbor. Yeah, to, yeah, the guy who clubs him with the shovel. 
at the end. Oh, I was thinking of <laughs> what home improvement. Home yeah, improvement. improvement. I'm like Al, Al Borland was uh, was Tim the Toolman. What a yeah, wild Taylor's uh, sidekick. <laughs> Woo! What a wild journey this was. Yeah, yeah. Just check that out. I'm like I, I've never heard of Vision I, Quest, and Al Borland came out. I'm like I've, I know that name. The fact that you haven't heard of Vision Quest is a crime. Yeah, maybe I hadn't heard of it until I got to Dallas, and Romo's like, "How have you not seen it?" The pre the promo literally says, "If you like Rocky." And you liked Karate Kid, you'll love Vision Quest. My huh. kids are like, eh, we like both of those. I'm like, then you're going to love this. <laughs> you know, this I love is Galaxy Quest. You ever seen Galaxy Quest? I have not. That has never heard of that one. Battlestar Galactica, all of it. That, is, wings aren't that, even that out makes here. more sense. He's that crying over that. his Al Borland <laughs> thing. The wings aren't even out That has yet. Tim Allen in it. But that's not the point. <laughs> uh, point is, is that where Tim Allen is the, the general, like yeah. the command? Oh, gosh. That movie's hilarious. I have seen That's a great movie. Six Shades of Home Improvement is playing right now. Seen more of that than I care to admit. It's a great movie. Uh, but here's the thing. If if the Ohio State offense scores any Santa points in the spring the game, should Jim Knowles be fired? <laughs> oh, Ohio, what? Ohio State. If the offense scores any points in the spring game, should Jim Knowles be fired? Should we start the bandwagon? Should we? Yeah, they're going to score we, points. Should in we the, create the firejimknowles.com? No, they're going to score points in the spring game. Oh, man. I hate to tell you this because mm-hmm. you get real That's thin. That's disappointing, Bob. The two, the two position the groups. Standard. It is the standard. A, a Nicole, Nicole wants made. to lower expectations. I'm trying to raise expectations and hold people accountable to them. I do think there is a difference between hype and then the standard of play and where people get overhyped and it's not really fair to them of what the expectations are because the expectations can even supersede the standard sometimes. Um, I'm just asking you to go out there and play hard, play smart, and dominate and, and prepare and maybe – not lean into the hype as much and maybe lean in a little bit more to what standard. we need to get done and lean into the standard, uh, if you will. But I will. as we digressed and moved all around, so to speak, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> they, they're going to score points. The two, <laughs> the two position groups that are always decimated by the end of spring are defensive backs and offensive linemen. And so as that happens, like usually it's don't hit the quarterbacks because we can't protect them. And then, since they have all time to throw and never get hit, you've get some, you get some, D, you get some you get some DBs back there. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, and these guys probably wouldn't normally be out there, and they're up much higher than they should be. We saw it happen last year. I mean, like when Demario McCall had to cover Chris Olave <laughs> on the deep ball. Yeah, good luck. What's crazy about last spring is that we were talking about this then and saying, well, they, we got a lot of guys that are out in the spring. They'll all be back by the season. Things will be normal, and they just never got back to normal. So yeah. spring football is extremely important. As far as how seven you, banks coming back? No. Okay. Not not at this point. <laughs> he gone. Uh, we could talk. I mean, uh, okay. I mean, is he in the draft? Here's the situation. Huh. Seven banks had made his intentions clear that he was going pro. Back in like that August. was all throughout the season. He participated. Oh, okay. participated that why he didn't play? No. Uh. He participated. He walked on senior day, but he was dealing with a significant hip injury. Okay. That's what kept him out of the last two weeks of the regular season. That's what kept him out of the Rose Bowl. He was still intending to go to the NFL draft. He received an invitation to the scouting combine. After he got some feedback about the actual severity of this injury, which was compared to oh, Bo Jackson's hip. That's ooh, not good at all. No. He said, well, maybe in, in the best interest of seven banks to try and come back. Well, he wasn't enrolled in classes for Ohio State when the semester started. Ohio State, their scholarship situation, they had already – uh, you know, filled moved on mm-hmm. and were, because they had been consistently told that seven banks was not going to be part of the roster moving forward. There was a conversation in February with the banks family and the Ohio state coaching staff. And they laid all that out and they said, it's, you know, 
you could try and file an appeal and a waiver because <clears throat> you we're not enrolled in classes to try and get back in Ohio State if that's what you want to do. It's going to be hard. There's no guarantee. All, this, that, and the other. Also, his health may not even allow him to play mm-hmm. next year. That's that's hanging over here on the side of that. But he entered the transfer portal. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, at this point, he's not found a place to play. That's I think going to be the hardest part because nobody knows when he's going to be able to play on that or, dip, or so, if he's going to be able to play. So no, to answer Man. your question. Bob, Long story short, that will that's the situation. With not at this time. We're not going to bank on him. Do not. Okay. I'm just always curious what happened. Yeah. You just gave everybody the story. If but inquiring if, minds wanted to know. Yes. If you look at the secondary, though, I mean, he was supposed to be part of those reinforcements that we. Right. You have yeah. Cam Brown coming back this year, which is obviously huge. But Cam's been dealing with his own injury issues. Mm-hmm. Then you have the young guys, the Jordan Hancock's, the J.K. Johnsons. If any of those guys get hurt in the spring, like you're talking about, all of a sudden, that issue that was percolating last year percolates again heading into this season. I think that's a real concern because that is one area they're still pretty inexperienced. Is Court Williams, where's he at? He's at safety. He's back. Yeah, I mean, is he healthy? He's good to go. Yeah, good to go. We'll see. You know, Josh Proctor, I think, is one of the more interesting guys if we talk about people we're wanting to see. You know, his timeline to be out there participating in winter workouts, going through spring. You know, I don't know how much Ohio State is going to let him go. They tend to err on the side of caution with mm-hmm. these injuries, rep counts, snap counts, and all that pitch count. Uh, he also needs to learn a new system. So I wonder about the balance with that, Bobby. If, if he's physically able enough, how much do you want him out there? You know, what's the balance of that? Well, he can move around. He's just not going to hit anybody. And the good part is, I've never had a question of Josh Proctor's <laughs> desire or willingness <laughs> to hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. So he can go through. I mean, for defensive backs, a lot of it, you know, and he's going to play mostly middle of the field safety and be deep. But you can bring him down. But it's it's understanding, looking at stuff from a seven on seven perspective, and being able to understand that and move around. That's the one position I would say where. If you're going to have a not an injury that, that is, allows you to be non-contact but still move and run, it's honestly probably the best one. Because at corner, even you want to work on your jams, your hand press. Like A lot of Josh Proctor is just going to be seeing things, identifying mm-hmm. stuff, and communicating. Seek and destroy. Yeah. Seek and destroy. And so it'll be interesting to see how between McAllister, Proctor, and then Court Williams, who Court is going to be on the field. They're going to have to get him out there, assuming he stays healthy. He's really good, and he's a much different body type than those other guys. And so whether getting him in the box, whether, you know, whatever it is, he's doing some overhang stuff. But he's a physical dude. He was a highly rated guy. He's a rock star of a human, works his butt off. Like, that's the guy who I'm on the defensive side really intrigued to see how they ultimately use him. Do you think that would be in the same sort of role as Ronnie Hickman, Bob? Or Well, that's the thing. You have Hickman, too. And Bryce and Shaw. Yes. And so all of these guys trying to figure it out, like, and I don't know if you get court to play a little more than nickel. And your guy Cam Martinez that you love, like, I mean, is McAllister is he is he that good? Like, I've only watched a couple games on him. I mean, I know he was all Big Twelve, but being defensive all Big Twelve, that's like he's coming into Ohio State to play football. That's he, fine. He, he's not here to serve as an ambassador. Well, for I, Kimball's I, I understand that. So the the expectation is that he's good enough to start. So I guess we'll find out. I mean, he still has to prove it and <clears throat> prove that he's better than these other these Ohio State caliber guys that they recruited, which are really talented, really players. talented guys. And the I'm, one leg up he has, though, coming from the system, right? I mean, that might be a guy say, "Man, he's maybe not exactly where we want him to be yeah. talent wise over these others, but we can put him out in the field. He's going to have everybody in the right spots. He's going to be able to talk everybody through what we're doing as a defense." And that might and it might it might jump provide a, a bridge for for Cameron Martinez yeah. to learn and eventually maybe 
pass him up? I don't know. We're going to see yeah. once they get on the field. There, there's so many guys on this defense because last year was such a disaster in so many ways, but not even just from the output or, or the way that they – just injury-wise. I mean, they were just decimated all over the all over the field. I'm extremely excited to see Mitchell Melton healthy and, and yeah. playing linebacker. He's a guy that they were really, really high on last spring before he got hurt. Yep. Um We've talked to a number of different people, and the one name that keeps being mentioned is Jordan Hancock at corner. There's an expectation that Jordan Hancock is ready to take that next step to be the guy. Maybe I mean, we talked about Denzel Burke last year mm -hmm. sort of unexpectedly, but Hancock is is the guy that people are really uh, really hyped about. And if you have a guy like Jordan Hancock opposite Burke and, and Cam Brown, then all of a sudden you've got something really special um, potentially there with that trio. Put him on, Bob. He's I wish I, if there was a way. Schlegs, come oh, yeah. loop in Schlegs to Get there, this off mute. Yeah, there is a way. He screams loud enough. <laughs> he really does. He, he knew that we were talking about linebackers <laughs> yeah. and score bullets and defense, and he wanted to jump in the mix. Uh, Jay-Z, is there a name we haven't mentioned that you think is important here? We haven't really talked about the defensive line. Well, I was just going to say, we, we were talking about you know these elite players that we have, the five stars and this and that, and I, th I think this is going to be a big year for the Sawyer and the JTT to kind of – Become the guys, you know. You still have Zach Harrison there, and you still have some guys, Tyler Friday, and guys in, inside there that can, you know, give you some some extra bodies, some rotational value, you know, because they like to rotate these guys in, or so it seemed last year they did. I don't know if they'll keep that up again, but you know, there's a lot of bodies there. It's just you got to get these guys to play up to their potential, and I, I liked a lot what the young guys did last year. I, I think another year of growth, getting stronger, bigger, you know, with the with the weight program is going to be good for them, and then having a guy like Zach Harrison there. To learn from, to you know, pick up little things here and there. I think that's just going to help them. But if you can have that kind of rotate where they're actually getting the pressure and they're they're coming through on their, you know, their five star rating. I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there, and it's going to be great. If you look at that defensive line with Tyler Friday coming back, potentially sliding down into the oh, he's sliding mm -hmm. inside. Coach. You, you got to. Uh, Javon, yeah, I, I felt like for two down, years right? that had to happen. Javante Jean Baptiste so is back. Big, yeah. Zach Harrison's back. I mean, you have Ty Hamilton back. You you have pretty much the entire defense returns, and that's. Something that, again, it sounded like a lot of excuse-making in the last mm -hmm. six months, but they were the youngest team in Division One college football, Power 5 football. There is a ton of guys coming back, and you look at it, and it's like, oh, I forgot that guy's back. Oh, I forgot he's still there. I mean, Jerron Cage, uh, Teron Vincent, uh, the entire linebacking core is back after the guys that are with the addition left. of Kate Stover with and the addition of Stover now. And, and Steele playing a year there. I mean, it's – Right. It, it, train it, it should be – a, a defense that is much more aggressive. And I think last year where it seemed like they were rotating parts in and out to try and figure out what works, I think this year, because a lot of the pieces are more like-to-like, I think you can bring in guys and just keep rolling them in without having to change completely the style. I think last year, one thing that you saw, when you bring in Taraja Mitchell and you take out uh, Tommy Eichenberg or, or you, you take out Tommy Eichenberg and bring in um, – uh, Craig Young, for example, like the, the entire style had to change. I think these pieces are more similar, and I think it allows for you to be more uh, just go, go, go instead of like go and then stop and see like what the hell. <laughs> yeah, so going? for all that being said, I think the spring is just huge as far as getting the system down. Right. You know, learning that, learning the tech, not technology, but, the, you know, uh, all the different calls, all the different things that go into his defense, being able to play fast when you're out there on the field. I, I think that's going to be the, the biggest part for this defense in these 15 practices that they get. Can't wait for that. Uh, Berm Spencer and I will be there tomorrow morning getting ready for full coverage of Ohio State's spring camp. Also, what time are they letting you guys in? At 8 a.m. I'm going to be there as soon as the doors open. Do they kick you out 15 minutes into practice? I think we're getting 45 minutes. That's what they tomorrow. used to do to our guys back in the day. Oh, yeah. They got to see us warm up. 
It's spring ball. They get, we get, they get more, some Yeah, we get more yeah. access in the spring, Jay-Z, because, and also tomorrow, as you guys know, day one and day two, the acclimation period, you're, you're going to be seeing who's mm-hmm. in attendance and, and maybe not a lot. And who made the biggest gains in the oh, I love gains. Gains day. It's also recruiting oh, yeah. season. <laughs> Recruiting's back. No, oh, thank is God. It? Is it? Tomorrow's great because we get to see a lot of young guys who are there visiting for the spring practice. You get to see, like, who now, shows up. It's always. Mm. Never stop. Got to look. There's a couple young linebackers in Ohio the that are visiting tomorrow that I'm really excited to they see. They good? They got a good young crop? They're They're really athletic. Uh, and, and thick and fast, they're starting to. They're on the ascent, and and uh, green arrow up. It's very exciting to see young guys getting. You know, two years ago we saw Ty Hamilton at the first that. first spring practice, uh, and I was like, oh, Ty Hamilton looks pretty good for being Devon's brother. And next time we saw him, like three weeks later, he looked like he gained like twenty pounds and looked like a totally different guy. I was like, holy crap, how'd that happen? Twenty pounds of muscle and an attitude to go with it. Yeah, mm. <laughs> basically. You love to see it. That's anyway be coming for the next six weeks. Thursday night. Hey, I have a question. He's not done with you. Oh, here we go. Oh. What's your favorite kind of mustard? Is are you yeah. a yellow guy, a brown guy, a spicy guy? Spicy. I like spicy. spicy brown I, I like spicy is, brown mustard. Is the king of mustard. My, my dad likes the honey mustard. Honey. Oh, honey oh, mustard is hey, coming in with that little variety. But I don't like mustard. That doesn't but if you did, you'd like. If honey. I did, it'd have to be honey. Mustard. That's why he Vlade. Went. Vlade's. I used to. I used to let Vlade put some brown mustard on the sandwiches back in the day. But honey mustard was, was traditional yellow is actually the worst mustard. Yeah. Hard disagree. Really? You, you and my dad, Berman and my dad can be t- buddies mm-hmm. together then because they love just the classic yellow. I call that the white trash mustard. I mean, <laughs> put some, give me, give me something more to it than that. This yeah. is just so bland and plain. Give me something more. Okay. Spice it up. You can spice it up. For someone who likes spicy food, the fact that spicy brown mustard isn't your favorite mm. mustard. I'm not is saying I don't like it. Big. I'm just saying that I prefer. Well, the fact that that's not your yellow. favorite. Well, he I lives think in is Michigan. It's, he calls it maize. That's <laughs> yeah. Maize. It's it's traditional. <laughs> it's maize, maize, maize mustard. mustard. Wow. That's now we've terrible. got to the bottom of that. That's that's the end. That's a disturbing <laughs> fact. That's a good spot to stop. Well, I was going to ask what you thought about the loss to Michigan for Ohio. Oh, oh. that was a good going into Thursday well, yeah. night. Because Roosters is going to be the place to watch the Big Ten tournament. Uh, yeah, this is a very disappointing last couple of weeks for the Buckeyes. Seven games in 15 days is a lot of basketball. It is. Uh, there has been... Sort of the way it works this the, time of year. Well, no, they... Not. they well, had if two, you're going to win a conference tournament, you're going to have to play... Yeah, but they, had, but now they have to play this many more again. And if you were going through two weekends of the NCAA tournament, guess how many times you play? But, okay, but the no other more teams, times in nine days. The other teams are playing the What's same that? amount. They no. had two extra games yeah. jammed into the back end. Seven games in 15 days leading Soft up to jam. tournament time is a, is a big deal. The, the injury issues are just unbelievable. I, I don't, I've never seen a basketball team struggle to keep people on the court like this in my life of watching basketball. Basketball is not one of those sports where you like rotate guys in and out every week because someone gets hurt. And, and this is just, it's been pretty crazy. Um, certainly they need Zed key to be a hundred percent heading into this tournament. They played like six cu- minutes. They got to get, well, I mean, he played good minutes. Yeah. And then, then he, and then then he rolled his ankle again and, and, and had to roll out. Yeah. Um, roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Luda. Kyle, what? Kyle Young's, uh, Issue whatever it is. I mean, if he's not playing, it's, it's stem cells team. in his brain for that it's concussion. Kid, it's, it's a concussion. It's a different team without him. And you wonder, Malachi Branham had that stretch where he was sort of on fire. If he's come back down to earth in that little freshman uh, swoon, if people are just figuring out how to guard him a little bit, he's been a little off in the last couple of days. But uh, overall, the, you know, it's the same team that they were two months ago. So you got to just figure. It can out be really good. They can. You be just average. don't know. I think when they score seventy points, they're like 
14 and two or 16 and two. When they fail to score 70, they're like three and eight. Mm. So you want to get to that 70? I don't know if it's more the function of their offense needs to get to 70 or it's the function of defensively they're not good enough. Well, to defense has been brutal. Well, they turn the ball over a ton. I think that just drives all kinds of the inconsistency of this team because it could be either on a given night. Yep, or both right. sometimes if yeah. you're lucky. Both. Yeah, if you're That's lucky. Right. Yeah. Either or both. Yeah. And a little I, bit of both against team up north. This if, you're, if your big man's out, you hope for both of them. <laughs> we talked about it last week. Just what are act, what are the actual expectations for this team? Because Chris Holtman is about to face a referendum. And if you'd won three of the last four and you had a double buy, maybe you say, "Well, it's another successful season. It's twenty wins." They didn't have to win three of the last four. They just had to win well, one more game. One more and would have done. Nebraska, it. Michigan, Mar- any of those games would have given them that fourth seed. Right. You know? Those are not losses that you should be accepting this time of the year. Nebraska. Maryland was has been bad. Nebraska has been inconsistent. Yep. Michigan's been inconsistent. Those are three games you have to win, and to lose those ones make that three of the last four that much harder to swallow. Because yep. you 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 go to Illinois, you win an incredible game yeah. there. Then you get Michigan State and you beat them. Get you lose these other, t- and th- that to me is the frustrating part because to me that signals a, a team that is playing down to competition, and that's. Not acceptable. And that was a shorthanded Michigan yeah. that they played mm-hmm. on Sunday. You're missing one of their best players, missing the, the coach. Their best player. But then we were just talking before, we did the same thing last year, right? We had a four-game yeah. losing streak going into the Big Ten tournament, and then we made a run, got everybody back on the boat, and then we lost in that first round. And they were tossed over the side. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> Which you never want to be. No, you don't. You want to stay, away. You wanna, you wanna stay away from the railings when you're on a boat. Yeah, you want to stay safe. Um, so we'll see. Thursday night, come check that out at Roosters. Uh, we'll have full coverage of that. Of, of uh, that game and any others that Ohio State plays in Indianapolis at LettermanRow.com as well. Appreciate Nicole Cox for having us back into the Letterman Lounge. As always, for Letterman Live, that's Jay-Z, Bob, Burham, and I'm Austin. We'll see you next week at Roosters. It's a fun casual joint.